Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Yahoo Sports NFL podcast. I'm Yahoo senior NFL writer Therese Paler. Here with my main man and fellow senior NFL writer Charles Robinson. And Charles, let's try something different. We're going to try to be a little positive today. Every podcast we do, we're mentioning COVID-19. We're mentioning, oh, we don't know if they're going to play. Well, look, we're going to mention COVID-19 a few times, but... Doggone, let's focus on a positive podcast. How's yes. that sound? Yes, we're going to do the positive podcast. I like this. No more. It's so hard to move on from this topic. Transitions. <laughs> we're going to have a good positive podcast. I'm psyched about this. Not a ton has changed since the last one, so it's okay. You know, uh, we'll 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 go ahead and let this marinate through the weekend. We'll start to see some yeah. things. But, um, yeah, let's do this, man. Let's have a I'm, – I am starting to feel – and I hope it's coming through to the listeners, and I hope it's coming through to you, Therese. I'm starting to feel the energy, a little nervous energy, a little like, okay, hey, we're, we're – I, and I think I saw a picture of Philip Rivers throwing a football. I yeah, was like, I'm yeah. really – I'm way too excited <laughs> to see yeah. a picture of Philip like, Rivers, old ass throwing a football. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, let's go. I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right? Yeah. You know, Great. Stephen – Philip Rivers is throwing the ball. Yes. Ste- Stephen Holder, who covers the Indianapolis Colts, who I love to death. Stephen's my guy. Stephen, Stephen was all dude. excited on his Twitter account. I'm like, I'm like, everybody's hyped about this. This is, this is, uh, this is funny that we're starting to get to the point. And and you know what? Hey, since we're doing this in a positive manner, I will say this. I think it hadn't been that bad. I think that you know what? There hasn't been the big quarterback asteroid. Like we didn't get the oh my gosh, Tom <laughs> Brady's pop, like you know so like, far. We so far we haven't had the and you mm. know this, this oh automatically means that by the time is... you listen to this <laughs> they'd be like Lamar Thank Jackson's for... positive and Cam you, is positive. You, like you have just guaranteed that you've sunk, you've fragged our weekends like Charles. Hundred percent. Way to go. Hundred percent. Our weekends getting. But at the moment, as we speak, you're right. Like there hasn't been that huge name. There also hasn't even been that huge name opt out yet. Yep. Right. Yep. The one yep. that, you know, you'd been kind of hearing and yep. we still have time. You know, and one thing that's interesting about that, you know, as at this moment, as we finish this podcast right now, look, the agreement has been reached, but it hasn't been finalized between the NFL and the PA. Like they're, they're dotting their T's. I'm sorry. They're crossing their T's. They're dotting their I's there. Yep. And until they do that, you're going to have a week. For players to opt out. So originally we were saying, hey, look, this opt out is going to last through August 3rd. Yeah. At the time we're taping this, which is Thursday evening, you got to extend that now. 
Yeah, right. I mean, so right, right. It's the six, the six, six. right? Because yeah, it's the six six now. Yeah, yeah. So at least, at least. So it's interesting, man. I think we're gonna see how this continues to roll. But you know, I think we got a little time to get into that um, and see how that develops. I wanted to kind of binge you on something. Yeah, because every year, every year, I don't know about you, bro, but like every time this time of year rolls around, people just start losing their damn minds about the NFL top 100 list. They do. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're like, how is this guy not on here? How is this guy so high? Yeah. You know, and this is most precise, of the time. This is precisely how it's supposed to operate. <laughs> like, exactly. this is exactly this why is they do this. premium NFL propaganda. Yes, absolutely. Like, it is, but people do have a reason to be upset. And it, look, I live in Kansas City, obviously. But the whole NFL, like, everyone across the NFL was like, What? <laughs> like they were giving it the rap battle gif. Look, when Patrick Mahomes finished fourth. Yes. What did you say when you saw that? Patrick oh. Mahomes finished fourth in the top 100. <laughs> the same as last year. Yeah. Mm-mm. But he finished behind nope. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Donald. What'd you think? And and here's the thing, too. Like, I, I'm not even trying to throw shade on any of the guys ahead of him because those are all unbelievably great players. I mean, Mars League MVP, Aaron Donald is, I mean, just destruction on two legs. Um you know, Russell Wilson has done nothing but been amazing and and like built himself into an ironclad leader and all these different things. But <clears throat> there is no way, <laughs> no way you can convince me that Pat Mahomes is not the best player in the NFL. And and frankly, I don't I don't this isn't even open for argument. So if you're arguing this right now, f- you like there's nobody <laughs> there is yeah, nobody. I- Nobody you and I call, okay, <laughs> sitting there going, yeah. Like, if you gave, if Therese and I called 20 general managers and said, I'm giving you one, like, I'm giving you one player, you're starting from scratch right now, whoever the player, all 20 are taking Pat Mahomes. Every single guy is taking Pat Mahomes, they okay? They He's are. the best player in football. Stop it. And, and like, that contract comes with them now, which means you've got him under contract for 12 years, mm-hmm. basically, um, you know, face of the league, everything that comes with it. Leader. Listen, I mean, he, it's perfect. Like, he's the guy. And, and by the way, just to further prove that he's the guy, the second he ended up being fourth, he I had know. the little emoji that he was oh, <laughs> he was taking this down. He was, he, he was writing that down, which I was like, further proof he's number one. Further proof this is Michael Jordan going, yeah, that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Dude, my God. I tried to, like, I, I went through so many tweets where I was going to, like, explain it. Then I just figured, you know what? I'm just going to say this on the podcast. I cannot wait until 2053 <laughs> and it's Patrick Mahomes' documentary. Yes. And, like, they're going to have this killer six-minute montage of, like, Mahomes' February through 2020 through like July 2020, where he's winning the Super Bowl, he signed this massive deal, he bought a Ferrari, and like you know the soundtrack is gonna be rock star. Yeah. By the baby and Roddy Rich, right? And right at the end of that, there's gonna be the hard transition to, but still, respect did not come in every circle for Mahomes. And they'll <laughs> go to the top 100 list. Transition of Mahomes sitting on his couch. <laughs> glassy eyed <laughs> saying okay you thought that these guys were better than me okay i'm gonna show you that they're not <laughs> yeah. yep. <laughs> and, it just, yep. and it, it just 
just the thought of this happening in 33 years is hilarious. Okay, and I'm going to give you something right now because this is this is how Tom Brady became Tom Brady. Okay, oh, straight yeah. up. Like, I'm going to be real right now. Every time Tom Brady felt like he got dissed, he felt like someone questioned him, he wasn't good enough. Michigan, he got to the Patriots, he had to duke it out with Drew Bledsoe, like all this stuff. And then after that, it was like, well, he just managed it. It was about the, you know, he wins the Super Bowl, he just managed it. It was about the defense and this and that. I'm telling you, these guys who become, who live up to every single molecule of their greatness end up being the guys who carry around forever how pissed off they were and i thought his reaction i'm like way to go <laughs> like all you did yeah, was just job, guys. add to the fire good job and he reacted exactly if i was a chiefs fan first off i know chiefs fans are probably pissed you should have been like sweet <laughs> yeah thank you thank you you made for doing that no yes yes thank the you the funny thing is that he would have come up with something else anyway though like right, right. you know like they, you i mean so it's a gift kind of start we started seeing that that he had that in him after they beat chicago and he started counting on his fingers to 10 it's like uh-oh mm-hmm. uh-oh guys <laughs> he's not just really really talented Oh no, he's really, he's, really motivated. He's petty oh, too. Boy. He can be yeah. like he needs some <laughs> like, pettiness, man. Oh boy. And it, you know, that so what this is gonna lead to is that, you know, people are just gonna have to understand that, especially in the AFC, like the AFC West, man, I don't know what to tell these guys. The only thing these other teams in the AFC West can really kind of hope for is A, he gets hurt the year that they're contending. Whoever Andy Reid's replacement is, whenever that is, and I don't think it's coming soon, like isn't up to snuff, right? Right. right. But but when you have the player like that, I mean, it just makes contending so much easier. So I think the AFC is going to be going through Kansas City for at least a decade. Yeah. Look, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to be something we revisit in a few months, though, when the Chiefs Go to Baltimore. That is going to be awesome. God bless. Oh, yeah. No, and that's the thing, too. That's awesome about these lists is the next time he faces the Rams, (laughs) the next time. It is literally like, all right, Russell Wilson is on my list. All right, Aaron Donald is on my list. All right, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson is on my list. I love it. I'm like, God bless the top 100. God bless the mentality of NFL players that anytime you assign them a numerical ranking, it pisses right. like Madden. What you know? What I'm not a 99. What I'm only a I'm only I'm a 78. This right. is bullshit. Like it is. <laughs> it Mahomes is. is literally a 99. In Madden. <laughs> it's, it was it's, like ah, I'm disrespected. It, it's <laughs> it's so funny. Wonderful, and it gives us something to talk about. I was so excited. Like I first off, I was. I was beside myself. I'm like, this is just stupid. But I'm like, thank you. <laughs> this is something we yeah, get It's to- great. Yeah. Come on. Like, the top 100 list, like, I wouldn't take it too serious. But, like, like it's like 100 players. You watch it. There's highlights. There's cool music. You know, it's just it's good old-fashioned Look, NFL propaganda. There's you, nothing wrong with it. Just Chiefs, don't take it too serious. Chiefs fans, you do not want an overwhelming amount of respect. Okay? Like, uh, part of... When the documentary, the unvarnished documentary that is written eventually about the Patriots, when that comes, people will understand that one of the greatest edges in the Patriots arsenal was always convincing themselves that 
people thought they weren't good. They weren't as good as X, that they weren't. Right. I, I'm just like, dude, I remember on the third, after like the third Super Bowl, I remember, I don't even remember who the fourth was, but I, I literally remember being like, one time I was in New England, we had been in the locker room and it was like, I don't know who it was, McGinnis or Brewski or Vrabel. I don't know who the hell it was, but someone who's in the locker room talking about people counting us out or whatever. And I'm just like, come on, man. I know, <laughs> this right. is just Like, bro, are, you literally just beat the Seahawks, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> Y'all are just like, lying to yourselves now to make yourselves like. But but what did Michael Jordan, the works, Bradford so. Smith, Michael Jordan story is the. Well, he made it up. He made it up. He made it up. <laughs> Like good game, Mike. Like no, <laughs> he, made, he literally made up a guy to piss himself off. Like it's, it's wonderful. It's a part of sports that I think is. It was awesome. Jordan's pettiness was the best part of that documentary. Yes, you know him going yes. at Clyde Drexler to say, <laughs> like Clyde Drexler. No. Oh, like, it's just like, better than you, like, man. Poor Come Clyde. On. He's like, you know, people were saying that we were in the same class, and I look. He was a good player. I, right. I take offense to that. <laughs> Clyde's, took- <laughs> like, Clyde's like a super nice guy. Clyde like right. never like like right. he's like no nothing bad right. you can say about Clyde. Drexler. He just ruined like, Clyde. Dre- he, he just ruined like Clyde Drexler like never had like a career season after what Michael Jordan did to him in '92. Like he never had a season like he had some good seasons, but he never had a season like that. I wonder when we look back at Mahomes' career, like who are the guys we're gonna say? Just like Patrick Ewing, just like Clyde Drexler. Right, who did he deny? Just like Charles Barkley. I want to see what Mahomes' graveyard is going to look like. Yeah. That's well, one I mean, way that you judge greatness, too. Because, like, Bill Russell, who's also recognized as, like, arguably the greatest in basketball, look how many times he shut down Jerry West. Yep. Look how many times he shut down Wilt Chamberlain. Being great is about your graveyard and the greats that you prevent from reaching that hype, too. Like, that's going to be interesting and fun. And the best part is we got some quarterbacks that are going to be really, really fun to watch against Mahomes. Young, athletic dudes that can play. Watson versus Mahomes is going to be a thing for yeah, a decade, Lamar, Charles. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Watson absolutely. versus Lamar versus Mahomes is going to be a thing. And then we got some young guys coming. All these guys are creative and can can make plays with their feet. The NFL's in a good spot, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's I think it's fantastic. And it's and it's I the best thing for the NFL is to have a guy who is not popping a magnum of champagne after he's won his first Super Bowl. Like he's just pissed. Like he's just okay. Well, all right. Well, here we go. Like I have definitely discovered, and I and I know you didn't watch that Lance Armstrong documentary. You bring it up the Lance Armstrong documentary. But honestly, the people and again, Lance was a massive cheater, but he was a prick. He was he was pissed. Like he was. He right. had – there was part right. of his DNA, just like there is in Mike, and I think there's a sliding scale. There's a part of your DNA where, you know, part of Tom Brady is he's he's a dick. You know, there's part of – like you got to have a little bit of that. And, I you know, we learned it in the Jordan documentary. Like you said, he was all kinds of petty. And his biggest nemesis his entire life forever, he will die hating the Pistons because he didn't even have to make that up. They truly oh, did hate his ass yeah. and want him to, you know, yeah. like they couldn't – to this day, Isaiah Thomas won't give him any credit. I mean, that is – if anything, the good thing for Pat Mahomes would be somebody out there in the NFL mm-hmm. who doubts him openly. Who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to kiss the ring. I'm going to – like 
who would you hope, like, if you if if we were able to pick a guy, and I'm not Ooh. saying that this guy exists, but say sure, sure, sure. you yeah. and I could select one where where it was like it becomes the nemesis, who would you want to make his nemesis? I know exactly who it would be. I know who I'd pick. I'd pick Lamar. Yes. Because it will remind me, it will remind me of Dallas. San Francisco in the yes. early 90s, yes. where like the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through the NFC. Yeah. And it's going to go through one Same of those conference. cities. See, so I, who's going to get who's going to get home field advantage? That's going to matter. Now, they became friends later. But I thought this should you know, what you want is you want to be like Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning, both in the mm-hmm. same conference, duking it out like, you no. Know, and, you know, those Love guys, it. there was no like vitriol. They did not. They wanted to beat the hell out of each other. And then they became fr- friends after Peyton left. But, you know what? You know what a good point is, though? Even if it, well, let's say it doesn't even turn out to be Lamar. I think it's going to be somebody. Really? Look at the quarterbacks coming in. Not only do you already have some creative guys, but, like, Trevor Lawrence hasn't gotten to the league yet. Justin Fields hasn't gotten to the league yet. Like, there are enough talented young quarterbacks that somebody, there's a good chance one of these guys is going to emerge as a nemesis, you know? And that that would be great for the league. There's, it really there- would. There's not enough open disrespect in the league, though. Like, I, I would love, particularly Ooh. amongst quarterbacks, yeah. I would really, really like just to have yeah. one quarterback who was like, you know what? I'm going to be the foil. Like, you want to heal. Like, I, I want, you want like, a straight up heal. Yeah, I want, I want, I want Jay Cutler back, but, but playing great. <laughs> you know, like, I want like a guy mm. who's just like a total, just uh, like, he just like everybody okay. can't stand him, but it was great. Let me tell you something. Somebody who has the outspoken mentality, who if they start winning, is not going to be afraid to Baker? say what's on his mind <laughs> Baker is Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. <laughs> you know this. Like You yes. think Baker yeah. Mayfield is yeah. going to be scared of Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like, I'm just telling Like you think he's going to keep his mouth shut if the Browns no start winning? And, no. Like, that could be good for football, too. Oh, you yeah. got to admit, like, there's enough, there's, enough, there's enough really good prospects here. That we should get this nemesis for him that we all really want. Baker's a good point. That's a good one. That's a, Baker's right there. good. You're like, he's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is football. Football's coming, man. I'm excited, just yeah. like you, man. Baker is just to talk listen. about football, man. Like, let's, like, you know, how great is this, Charles? We're just talking football. Yeah, and we're all. I, I love, man. I really do want Baker. Like. Baker having a lot of success and being that guy is all like it really is. It's un, that was the one thing about Johnny Manziel that always like we all threw dirt on him and there was all these different things. But I always thought, man, people don't know the opportunity they missed. If Johnny Manziel had been lit the league up and been great, he would have been just oh, he unbe- been, I know. oh god, you just would not you he would have divided. The country, like he would have just been horrible. Like you would have hated him. It would have been awful. But he would have been like the greatest thing, just because he's just I, such a. Ugh. I regret the way his career turned out because, like, to the way yeah. he played, he had a little magic in him. Yeah, like the running around and the creativity. He had some magic in the way he played. That um, he had a je ne sais quoi about the way he played. That we all would have been better off seeing, like mm-hmm. the best version of him. Yeah. Um, so I'm. It's like sad that that didn't work out. But the good news is that we got guys coming. Kyler Murray has a little magic to him. We know Watson has magic to him. Mm-hmm. Watson has magic to him. Okay. There, there's some guys here. Lamar, obviously. So if you care about the long term health of the game of pro football, 
with the quarterbacks they've got in this league now, they've got some great prospects. Tua, what if Tua turns up, man? Like, mm-hmm. Tua looks like there's a little Steve Young in him. Like, it, this is great for the game. And now, you know what? I think it's really interesting that we've got these types of prospects here because now, as we move forward, you're not going to be able to get by with a league average quarterback and get to the Super Bowl. Mm-mm. It's nope. just going to be too hard. Like, you're going to need a guy that's going to need to be able to pull a few plays out of his ass against Mahomes and Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you're going to need, right? Because yeah. that's, that's the standard now. So the Chargers, they drafted Justin Herbert. Why? He's a missly talented, giant guy, huge arm, can run. You're hoping he can pull some plays out of his ass and Arrowhead mm-hmm. in January, right? Yep. Like, that's the new standard here. Because your guy has to be able to pull some plays out of his ass in the playoffs to go up against the other team, which probably has that guy. Yep. So, like, I think we're going to get to the point here where the Flacco guys... Uh, it's been a... It, listen, it, and by the way... It, yeah, right? It's been a really long time since, since we had an average quarterback win a... Like, a guy who were just like, oh, that's just the guy. Like, it's been a long time since that happened. And, and I agree. I think it's going to be a rarity moving forward. Definitely an influx of a ton of quarterback talent. This, uh, the excitement that is going to build, if we pull this off and we get to the regular season and everything's going to launch, Mm. the excitement that's going to build with no preseason games and all this stuff, I don't think people can really fully absorb it and and imagine it. But I remember um, two years ago, I was on the road. And I was in Napa, I think, to cover the Niners in in training camp when Lamar played his first preseason game. And Mm. I was dying to see Mm. him play his first Mm. preseason game. And that's what we're going to get. Like, we're going to be great. The difference is it's not going to be a preseason game. This is they're not going to play a quarter. They're not going to play a half. They're just rolling on going in their first game. And it's all going to be. It's going to count. I can't imagine how exciting the start of the season is going to be. The first game, the ratings are, gonna are just going to be I'm going to be excited. Like, I can't wait for it. Like, it's going to be great, man. Let's just hope that the league can find a way to just get as many games off as possible. You know, let's Listen. hope that. Let's hope because we need this. We need football. The opener, the opener, the Thursday night opener, those ads have to be like, Super Bowl oh, yeah. quality. They should. If you're a company and you're like, "Hey, we're going to advertise on the Thursday night opener," you should be making a Super Bowl quality ad, like because this is this is a this is a you're like starting the season with a Super Bowl audience. Listen, the NFL wants that game played, okay? And the, yes. the networks that pay for the NFL want these game want this game that game especially played because they need that money from that revenue. And also, like, let's not forget. The NFL is going to be renegotiating its TV contract soon. Mm-hmm. And they would love to have a giant number. They're going to do like if they got to be like, hey, listen, we need some offensive linemen and yeah, get Therese a call. Like they're playing football. <laughs> like this is like, hey, you think Charles can still snap. Can Charles still snap. <laughs> Andy Reid calls us both. Hey, I think Charles can still snap, right? Yeah, hey, let's go. Like we're, they're playing football. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing that can counteract these quarterbacks, this influx of interesting and fun and exciting quarterbacks we've got are edge rushers, yeah. pass rushers. And now, see, you're seeing these cats really, really good paid. And right here, like, shout out to the Browns. 
Because what did we say when Miles Garrett got his extension? Just pay him now, blow it out now, you won't regret it. Yep. And why did we say that, Charles? Because it was it was going to be a big contract for about five minutes. <laughs> yep. That's exactly Joey. You know, Joey Bosa signs his extension for like what twenty seven million per new money. Five He's- years, one hundred thirty five <laughs> million. 102 guaranteed. Edge, you are now an edge quarterback. <laughs> like, you're not an edge rusher. You're like, right. you are a quarterback. Yes. You are officially getting good, yes. by the way, pretty good quarterback money, which, you know, quarterback money will adjust, but this is good quarterback money as an edge rusher getting. And I, you know what I thought about is I'm like, oh my God, Aaron Donald and Cleo Mack got cheap fast. <laughs> I know. I know. Got- Aaron Donald, only 86 only. million guaranteed. Khalil Mack, 90 million guaranteed. Like, but the AP deal looks good right now. The APY is like 21, 22. You're like, oh man, that's really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing like, it's only going to get more expensive. Like, the Chargers did the right thing. Just pay Bosa now. Like, just get that done. Just like the just like the Browns did with Miles Garrett. And someone else who you know has paid attention to this is Joey's little brother. Because Nick Bosa is an absolute stud. He will top his brother's contract. Yep. Right? Because NB Smaller Bear is going to get his. I mean, you believe that. Let's be real. Nick Bosa was better than Joey last year. Like, Nick Nick is, if if Nick Bosa, what he has done thus far, is representative of where he is going. (sighs) Whoa. He is, it it was going to happen. There's going to be 17 games and all these different things. So, you know, no matter what salaries are flying, quarterback salaries are flying. Right now, what's interesting is that. So so when Therese and I started out covering football, the first thing you learn when you start covering professional football is left tackle, quarterback, edge rusher, um, yep. shut down corner. Those are the Those four are the positions, positions that always and forever will, will you know, bunny hop the market. They'll always push They're it. Premium but one position, though, that has you feel good taking corners. in the top five. Yeah. Cor- yeah. yeah and corners, corners are, are not there, caught though. up yet. They have not caught yeah. up yet. Like. There, there is an explosion in quarterback money, cornerback money for the great cornerbacks um, that is has yet to come. It'll be interesting to see who sets that. But um, yeah, that was a hell of a contract. Good for, by the way, the Chargers are not uh, ownership that rolls out money easily. <laughs> they're not really, they're not, this <laughs> yeah, is not a, to me, I was like, that's not a normal Chargers deal. <laughs> like they don't usually pay guys like this, but this time they paid uh, to get it done, which is a great sign, you know, for that franchise that, look, they're not going to bean count their best player. So this will be – and guess what? You can do that because what else? You have a rookie quarterback deal that, that you're matters, hoping you're yeah. going to be playing on the next couple of years. Yeah, it's only going to be a matter of time there. So, um, you know, I don't think that's going to be like a super, super-duper complicated offense. Like they're going to – you know, it's it's gonna be a little Kyle Shanahan-y with like the emphasis on the run game and the boot stuff. So Herbert is so athletic, and he has such a big arm that he can probably play a little. And he's a really, sh- really sharp guy. That's what I learned from Pete Thamel's excellent profiles on Justin Herbert. You know, it ain't gonna be very long before that guy um, plays, just because there's some real upside there. And look, they gotta find out if this guy can go toe to toe with Mahomes. At the end of the day, that's probably what's going to hold the Raiders back. You know, like Derek Carr needs to he needs to be even more of a playmaker. He's got to play better because in the, in the end, these teams are looking at, OK, 
not only how do we stop Kansas City, and let's give the Chargers some credit. Like, they've built a defense where mm-hmm. they do a better job against Kansas City than most because they're really athletic. And they've got, like, one of the keys to that, which is like a safety that can waffle between coverage, um, take away Kelsey a little bit, and also affect the run game. And Derwin James Jr., who's only going to get better. And they have a lot of DBs, too. So, But anyway, they have that part. They got to find out if Herbert can, again – pull some plays out of his ass at Arrowhead in January. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the same standard. The Broncos got to figure out with Drew Locke and the same thing with the Raiders. So we'll, we'll, we're going to get the answers to those questions soon because those teams need to know that because they're going to have to keep swinging on the quarterback position until they know they've got that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there's a, another quarterback draft coming where you're we're already is. looking at three yeah. guys who are going to probably be top five picks. So that Lance guy is interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. we talk about Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, but Trey Lance is Trey interesting. Lance. Yeah. It's uh still salty about, you know, we we're leading into the draft last year and I did like one of the little my little draft yeah. threads and I'm like, hey man, I Those keep are awesome. you know yes. I got all these guys telling me forget this class, like start talking about Trey Lance, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> like, I like I was like, let me go look. I'm like, oh wow, as good as it. Oh, you know what I want to ask you? We talked about how, like, just with, like, Herbert, the Chargers needed to, like, they need to figure out kind of quickly where they are with that, right? Yeah, sure. I think, tell me what you think. I think the Dolphins probably don't need to be trying to follow that, that same blueprint. Here's the thing. Tua Tonga-Valoa is not on pup. He passed his physical. He'll be out there at practice. That's what Brian Flores said. Flores also said that he'll be asked to do what the other players are, right? He needs to take this one day at a time. I mean, Fitz is going to start the season. The question is, like, how how long will that take for right. Tua to get on the field? And to me, I'm just saying this, I looked at that roster. I do not like the offensive line. <laughs> they're probably going to... They're probably going to play some young guys very early. And we have no idea how good Michael Dieter, how good Austin Jackson, or how good Robert Hunt will be. Those guys need to get some snaps before I put Tua Tonga-Valoa out there. Yeah. And until those guys start showing some real promise in real game situations, I don't think you can play that guy where you come out. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's different than Herbert because Herbert didn't suffer a catastrophic injury last year and then, you know, go through the rehab and all these things. So Tua's, you know, look, his hip, and remember, it's not just his hip. He's had a number of injuries over the course of his career at Alabama, gotten pretty beat up. And um, as we discussed going into the draft, when I had the scout tell me, I've watched his film and like every time he gets hit, it's a train wreck. (laughs) He's like, dude, it's it's like scary. Um, You're right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's a huge push, you know, to to rush this out here. And this is not a negative thing I'm saying. <laughs> but if you're if if you're a listener right now and you have a bad team, so you're like, oh man, my team stinks or whatever, you may actually get out of this season only having to watch eight terrible games right. and getting the yeah. number one pick. Like it's like yeah. it look, look, uh, as Sean Payton said, you know. I don't know, man. I don't know. We got, we got guys that are going to run around and hit each other, and that's it's going to be really hard. Um, the reality is we may only go eight regular season games or ten regular season games. And so if there's a year to really just have the wheels come off, 
you know, maybe you luck out. You don't have to do it in a scenario where you got to watch 16 games of dread. You get through 10 games of dread. And hey, if you don't have your quarterback, guess what? You're in the money. And if you do have your quarterback, you're going to be in the money because the pick is going to be worth a hell of a lot to someone else. Weird, weird side positive of and you know what made me think of that? It's the Tigers. <laughs> I know. Cause, oh, cause I was, I'm pissed because like, they're like four and two. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on. The Tigers are low key playing like good ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like, don't do that. Here? I'm like, this like, is a terrible year to play. Like, Jacob, Jacoby Jones looks amazing. Like, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, this is the year to go 20 and 40, guys. Right? Like, come yes. on. I'm like, what come are you on. blowing <laughs> it? You're blowing the whole thing. Like, what are you? This is not the plan. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, no, I was, that's so funny. We're on the same page with that, but we'll see. I mean, hopefully we get more games than eight, right? Hopefully we get 10, hopefully we get 12, right? But there's certainly no guarantees. And we talked about on the last podcast that we got to get used to the COVID losses, but we're going to keep it positive, right? Yep, positive. Keep this thing moving. Yes. Um, again, because we're on the positive vibes, man, I am, I am so hyped to see how quickly, this group of guys, because, you know, you look like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, when I when I saw the top 100 list, you're kind of mm-hmm. processing it and you're like, OK, we're in the winner of Aaron Rodgers. We're in the winner of mm. um, of, of Philip Rivers. We're in the winner of Tom Brady. All these guys are rotating out. We've lost Peyton Manning, um, Drew Brees. We're in the winner of Drew Brees. It's it's just this massive nexus of incoming quarterback talent and they're going to own everything. And it's and like you said, you've already named off some of these guys that are, you know, like Russ. It's funny because Russ is like this transition quarterback now to this new era of these young guys. I hope I hope a this year's class lives up to the guys who were drafted this year. I hope next year's class lives up to the guys that were taken because this offseason, it was actually nice. It was weird, but it was nice. To sit there and go, man, I'm having a hard time finding a spot for Cam. Man, I'm having a hard time, you know, finding a spot for Jameis. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. sit there and you go, the league has some, like, a lot of quarterbacks now. <laughs> like, like, there really are a lot of, that's a good place to be it is. forever. We're like, why aren't there enough good quarterbacks? We may getting to the point, maybe getting to the point where we have enough good quarterbacks. Well, that's the reason it used to be that way is because of the looming threat of violence on every play. Um, in a very barbaric league. Um, and if the rules that were even around 20 years ago were still around now, um, you wouldn't be seeing some of these crazy seasons and some of these older quarterbacks would not be playing. But as it is, the league is better off because these quarterbacks, they drive the show, man. And like the longer somebody like Tom Brady can play, the better it is for the league. Like, you know, I've been covering this league long enough to, you know, be kind of cranky about stuff but when i saw the, the art of tom brady in the old bucks uniform you know the championship bucks uniform i'm like all right let's go man like let's go let's see what tom brady looks like with chris godwin and mike evans let's go man <laughs> he's got shady mccoy now you know he's got ron jones like let's go man i'm ready for this and and let's by the way tristan works to start moving some people i'm ready for it by the way there's there's something i have to say about tom brady i appreciate the fact that this dude is just like, I ain't listening to nobody. <laughs> I'm just gonna do like the, the team's like, yeah, don't 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 be getting guys together to practice. He's, He's like, like, I'm yeah, getting guys better it. to practice. I'm Go Tom to hell. Brady. Like the league is like, <laughs> the league's like, hey, you're not allowed to talk to your coaches. And Tom's like breaking into other people's houses, thinking right. it's Byron Leftwich. I'm like, this dude literally is just like, 
I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna and and oh by the way, he I I wanted to ask you about this because I wasn't quite sure. He taught he he put on his Instagram the thing about the the photo and the mobile quarterback, the era of the yeah. mobile quarterback. Oh, that's shade. Pe- people see now. Is that shade toward the Cam Newton signing in New England? Like I wondered. I'm like, Ooh. is this is this a know. little poke? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was like in general toward like, you know, people like me are like, oh, you got to be able to make some plays yeah. with your feet. Maybe it's both. And I think it might be. It might be. It's like it might be Tom Brady saying, you think that guy is better than me? Mm-hmm. That's OK. That's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you. He's not. Listen, <laughs> like, it might be Tom Brady's way of saying Look, that. Therese and I grew up in the era of like Ronnie Lott's. Pinky being jacked up and him just being like, yeah, just cut it off. <laughs> like, just cut it off. So I get, Tom Brady is the dude who I'm like, pretty sure if they're like, Tom, you're going to get a championship, but you're going to lose this appendage. Tom be like, all right. He'd be like, all right, this <laughs> just like, all right. Seven. <laughs> He's like, seven. Top that. Seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just do it. Charles and I grew up watching football in the era where, like, Rodney Harrison basically encapsulated everything that game was about. (laughs) Where where Rodney was literally obsessed with, quote, hitting people in the mouth. And he just, you know, he liked to hit people in the mouth, stand over them, talk at them. Rodney Harrison has said the phrase, hit you in the mouth, at least a million times in his life. Yeah. You know? I Listen. You know, again, we're not going to get into the reminiscing hour, but I just remember Mark Carrier. <laughs> Mark Carrier was hitting the water boy. He was hitting the parking yeah. lot attendant. He was some Mark Carrier was like, fine, 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 <laughs> like fine. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Mark Carrier got stopped. Mark Carrier, a safety with a f- <laughs> neck roll. Dude, the neck roll. <laughs> he was so dirty. I remember when he was like a lion for like one year. Like, oh, Mark Carrier. He was like a linebacker. He was a linebacker. That's just what he was. was. Yeah. Um, dude, so many fights for Mark Carrier. By the way, I'm all in on the reminiscing hours since we're committed to being positive on this particular podcast. I like that. The reminiscing hour. But we are going to take a few COVID questions while keeping that positivity. One of them is from KC Rocks 3000, who asks us, on the next podcast, can you guys touch on, with respect to the opt-outs, the fact that one bad or medium COVID infection could end a player's career? There's so much that isn't known about long-term COVID mm-hmm. effects. I can tell you this. I talked to multiple league sources that are worried about, especially like agents, like whatever, that they're worried about their clients, man. Like nobody knows the long-term effects of COVID. And, you know, you've seen different studies that show that even people who like recover, they're showing like, they're showing damage like weeks later to their heart, Mm -hmm. to internal organs. That is serious stuff. Right. So I think people know, and I think you're, that's also why you're seeing some players opt out. Like that's, some players are opting out because they don't want to bring this to right. less healthy people in their family. And look, man, some of these players are big dudes too, man. Like, hey, you know, you got to make that. If you've been through something, like Marcus Cannon had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and he's a big guy, high BMI, probably doesn't make sense for himself to expose himself to that, right? So yeah. I, 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 think, I think a healthy number of players are aware of that risk, my man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the one thing that like Dawn working in COVID units, she always says to me is like, and I think it's her frustration with the media, 
is that we're so dominated by the death rate. And she's like, man, I see so many people who, you know, come out of the COVID units and you're just like, man, their their lungs are screwed up. Like, and this is going to be a long road back for them. And you never know if that lung tissue is going to rebound where it needs to. We've heard stories of people who tested positive, went through it, and still months and months later don't have smell, don't have taste, mm-hmm. don't have smell and taste. There's an NFL agent that I saw That's a story insane. about who didn't have, you know, taste or smell. And we're like four months later. So yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, there are some other things I'm sure players are acutely aware of when it comes to the lo- the lasting effects of if I get sick, not only could this curb my career, but man, I don't want to live yeah. in the next 20, 30 years of my life with lungs that are jacked up. And it's not just players either, man. It's coaches, too, man. Like yep. I was speaking yep. to an agent who, you know, reps players and coaches recently. And he was like, listen, man, like I got guys and they're not in the greatest of shape and. You know, but they feel like they got to work. So they're going to work. And I wouldn't be surprised if we, I mean, I, it's impossible to be a coach. And let's face it. There are some coaches who have some risk factors who have to like, think about this. And we know how stressful being a coach is. We know that it's a high pressure job, but you know, trust me, man, that stuff is on the minds of some of those guys too. It's a, it's a interesting situation. It's a, I mean, quite frankly, it's scary too, right? But go stay on the positivity. <laughs> uh, it feels like the COVID is trying to weigh us back down, but we're going to stay on the positivity. We'll see how that all shakes out. All right, here's another question from Nate Mace. Um, remember on our last podcast, uh, we talked about how like Major League Baseball had this outbreak because the Marlins decided to play <laughs> despite having an outbreak on their team. Well, Nate Mace is apparently as annoyed by that as we were when he says, are you guys saying it's up to the team to decide if it, they are safe to play or not? How is there not a protocol or a third party looking at testing numbers? You Hell can't expect teams, GMs, no. coaches to make an unbiased choice <laughs> to take an L. Listen, ain't no, ain't no players getting on that text message conversation like they do with the Marlins. And they're like, let's do it. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not. Come on, guys. Like, yeah. No, there's no, there's no. <laughs> listen, man. No junior MDs like in the league that are going to convince. As I said, the the Marlins and and the NFL will absolutely the NFL whatever team it is. I would be stunned if a team jeopardizes itself and another team and the league because again, I think it will be hold, held against them for an eternity. Yeah. I think knowingly. teams know that. I just look. There's no way. There's knowingly way too is much. A very stuff. important word. Knowingly, yeah. that's a very important word here. Plus, we've seen what? We, yeah, you're right. Knowingly is the key there. Plus, look, we've seen the M- MLB has already made mistakes that the NFL is going to go. Okay, we're going to learn from that. Like we're not going to let that happen. Remember the all of this is going to come down to what the league's medical advisors are doing. So it's not. The, the teams being like in in charge of that, it's just not a fact. It's not like it's or the league office being in charge of it or an owner. No, this is the NFL's doctors and the NFL's doctors have been pretty conservative up to this point. And another thing, too, don't think that the union hasn't weighed in on this. OK, it's oh, not the, the union's guys, not letting that happen. Guys, this was the purpose of the IDER plans, right? That was the purpose that are reported yesterday have already been approved, not just by the league, by the union. 
all 32 have approved, been approved. And it was, yeah, I mean, was it a formality? Yeah, but the union still had to approve it. And now, you know, the next step for these teams is like, all right, the union wants to know what the game day protocols are going to look like now. So now the team's got to send those to those guys. So, I mean, look, they're trying to, they're doing the best they can to try to like provide like a safe environment. This is just an insidious enemy, man. I also don't think, considering what we have seen from players and the things that we heard, you know, players were addressing in the run up to this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think players are, I think the NFL player, and I'm not, I guess maybe there's a difference between major league. I don't know, but I I think NFL players are like, damn that. (laughs) Like we're not. We're not going to do like there's no guys who's, who are sitting there saying, hey, unless you let Tom Brady run things and then it's just like no matter what. But here's one thing I think is interesting. Remember, like the NFL and the NFLPA, the league's owners and his players reached an agreement to come back like that. And that involves protocols for health and safety. Correct me if I'm wrong, but MLB was like, all right, we're having a season. Like Rob Manfred commanded like a season. Yeah. That's different yeah. than getting complete buy-in from the MLB players. That yeah. union is, you know, albeit stronger. They've gotten better gains, but that's different as it relates to these when comparing the two. So that's maybe something to consider too. Like it feels like as it relates to coming back in this instance, maybe the NFL players have actually had more like weigh-in on this. I don't know. I, listen, I just don't see players getting on a text message conversation and being like, oh, yeah, why don't you do the test positive? Let's do this. You know, we, let's, no. we're all good. Let's just go ahead and do this. It's no, it's um, I, I, it's just so hard for me to believe that there's any chance that that happens. Now, again, I want to box myself into a corner because all these things that I Anything always say, yeah, oh, this, that, that oh. won't happen. That won't happen. And, and believe me, we, we will be there to rip if it does. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we, yes. Believe me, we <laughs> We know how our bread is buttered. We'll be right there to rip when it works. Go ahead and tee it up for us. We'll see how that works out. (laughs) Not going to be good. All right. Hey, I got a question from a Giants fan. And we really like, it feels like we're expanding our markets a little bit. I love it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Crocker Kid, what's up, man? We appreciate the question. We're going to answer it. As a New York Giants fan, how would either of you say the Mara and Tish ownership ranks in terms of, number one, being ready to take a pay cut, and two, regarding recent owner scandals, being above the fray as owners. Appreciate the work, gents. It's an interesting question. It's a really interesting question. Because um, when it was getting to the nitty gritty between the two sides, uh, between the union and the, and the NFL, and there was this thought process of, well, everybody could report and then we'll hammer out the, all these bazillion different things on the financial side after players report on the 28th, we can continue to work on that. I was told repeatedly by people involved in that negotiation that John Mara was adamant that the financial stuff get worked out. Like John Mara was like pushing and pushing and, you know, and so it raised the question of why, like, why is Mara so financially motivated? Like he clearly, and it was clear that it was like very financially motivated that John Mara was really pushing this to get done. And, you know, I think, I think it's a good question. I mean, I, I, um, I, I am surprised. Let me put it to you this way. I'm surprised that NFL teams have had the difficulty of floating 
a one-year revenue loss the way that they have, that it's this problematic. And I think, I wonder if part of it is, was their investment loss in the middle of COVID? I wonder if maybe, you know, teams have not done as well financially with their, with, with the money that they've made as we've thought. Um, but I'm, I'm like, look, you know, not everybody's Stan Kroenke where you're, you're sinking in more than your liquid net worth, half of your li- liquid net worth to build a, a franchise. I thought all these teams should be able, other than maybe Mark Davis, who's easily the poorest owner in the NFL. I'm like, all these teams should be able to float a year of, like a year of loss. David Tepper can, like all, all these other owners, I would think Jerry Jones can, like they mm-hmm. should be able to float. But I don't know. It hasn't seemed that way. It sure is, you know, like that year of operating loss has seemed to push them financially more than I expected. And I was surprised to hear that John Mara was so motivated to try to get this worked out and that people seemed to think that it was financially related. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. And um, just from a football point of view, um, one thing, believe me, Charles and I are from Detroit. So um, having uh, owners, team owners that have won Super Bowls matters. Uh, um, you know, since they've been there in 2005, the Giants have won two, right? So, you know, that's something to consider. Um, something else to consider, too, is this it hasn't been like a super amount of turnover at the GM position. Remember, Jerry Reese was a GM for like 11 years, and then they've stuck with Dave Gettleman. Yeah. Yep. Even though people have kind of been like, hey, what are you doing? The conviction to kind of stick with guys and like give them a chance for their vision to pan out, that matters. And like GMs, future GMs, look at that. Like, all right, well, I get the time with this guy if I go here. That's something that's held against Cleveland, to be honest, with Jimmy Haslam, the Haslam, that they look. GM candidates hold that against them. It's like, all right, how much time am I really going to get here? Mm-hmm. But they've stuck by their GMs for a long time. Um, you know, 10 years, 11 years as an attorney for a GM in this league. Oh, my God. You know, now granted, now, now granted, you know, Jerry Reese won two Super Bowls, right? But still, that's still a long time. And they even, like, were on the downside for, like, they had losing seasons, like, three of his last four years, and that led to his firing. Now, it you could argue while. maybe. Right, it still took a while, so... You know, just from that point of view, and look, you can't say that this isn't Gettleman's vision. Daniel Jones is his guy. He loves the guy. They let him make that pick. Mm -hmm. Saquon Barkley, Gettleman loves him. These are his guys. All of these guys are his guys. So, I mean, just from a football perspective, I'm just saying, those are some key areas that really do matter, right? You got time to do your job. They let you do your job. Now you got to deliver. Yeah. I'm with you. Trez, again, on point. (laughs) We're teaming up. Tag team. It's good. All right, one more. And this is a fun one. Okay, let's do the fun one. I'm psyched about it. We like our fun questions, especially when they're about food. KSL Ross on Apple Pods. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So if a burger, and this is crazy, this is your kind of guy, Charles. I. Have you seen this question, by the no, way? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in complete suspense right now. <laughs> All right, okay. I heard the word burger, and I'm in. <laughs> so, Well, we'll see about that. So if a burger place has a spam burger, Uh-oh. a roadkill <laughs> burger. Are we sure we can stay positive? <laughs> we just like a meat. We hit, I feel like we hit an iceberg. <laughs> uh, well, wait, hold on. I actually want to hear your answer. A spam burger, a roadkill burger. Or a tofu burger, which one are you slamming and why? 
<laughs> I mean, listen. Well, what's the roadkill? Like, I mean, technically, oh. a, a, well, look, look, a cow, if a cow wandered into the road and got hit, oh. I'm taking the, I'm like, that's a cow burger. Like, I'll take the that's cow a, burger. I don't care if somebody burger, ran yeah. over it. Like, Man. listen, I know people are like, oh, roadkill burger. That's awful. I'm pretty sure the inside of a slaughterhouse isn't the greatest place. On earth, all right. Like, 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 I know maybe, even butchers have like a yes. real, <laughs> like, Maybe, maybe getting hit by a car is the worst thing that's ever happened to an animal before he gets eaten. That's hilarious. Um, you know, I okay, I have never in my life had Spam. Ever. Neither have I. Not a single time in my life. I have had tofu. I don't get it. Like, I don't, you know, Dawn, Dawn's been like, no, it, it takes on the taste of the food that you eat. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, this is like not, I don't, I don't, like, I'm telling you the two things. Freaking tofu and quinoa. She has tried. It's like I'm a little kid. Wait She's a tried to figure out every way on earth to get me to eat quinoa, and I hate it no Nothing? matter what. You hate no. quinoa? Now, here. Wow. It's, I'm going to tell you, it's not just about health, too, because you know what? I love kale. Hmm. Love kale. In oh, every I form, love kale. We're the I, kale brothers. Yes. I, will, I love kale. I will crush kale. So it's not about stuff being healthy or not. Oh. And I mean and I mean eating kale, like, in really healthy oh, ways, huge. too. Oh, yeah, it makes this kale with like a real kick. Oh, like it's I'll, got like real just it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I'll, yes. crush, I'll crush kale. So, oh. yeah, like quinoa, but um, tofu. Yeah, I just don't get tofu. Not a tofu guy. Um, you got to make a choice I, here, Charles. What do you think? If 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 the roadkill is an edible animal, I would take the roadkill as long as it's yeah, I would. You know, roadkill is like a dealer's choice though. It's like Plinko, and you put it on the board, and it could be skunk. <laughs> it, could, it, could, it, could, it could be like skunk. It could be like uh, um, I'm like I'm like no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. It could be a raccoon. You know, oh, God. I'm um, not trying to talk you out of it, but. I guess if I, think, I had to choose, I okay. I'm not gonna put, I'm not gonna put it in the hands of the the meat gods. You don't know. <laughs> like, don't do that. Know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. So I'll I'll take I will take spam, and here's why. Ooh. Listen, spam existed forever. All right, like I, people, somebody's people buying spam. spam. Yeah, I, somebody is eating spam. Okay, <laughs> like it's like clearly somebody is eating spam, and and listen as. I when I was a kid, I crushed the living hell out of bologna. Okay, I, I crushed. Too. You know, oh, I used to. My yeah. mom, I'd be hungry. Mom would be like, "Here's a cold hot dog." <laughs> like I'd be eating the hell. I was a kid eating whole fist fistfuls of cold hot dogs when I was a little kid. Like so, really, can anything be worse than you know bologna loaf? Which, by the way, not just bologna. Like I even had like the bologna loaf to add like weird stuff in it. <laughs> like that has got to be like spam. It's so funny, like, when you're a kid, like, some of the stuff you ate that you just, it's been, like, decades. But, like, one of my go-tos was, like, just bread with, like, cheese and jelly on it. Like, it's just, like, wait, yes, wait, I'm dead wait, serious. Wait. I'm dead serious. <laughs> wait a minute. Yes. Wait, it a, was minute, good wait too. a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Wait a minute, Yeah, it was dude. good. Wait. Wait. Where did we Yes. So yes. Out. You're yes. like bread and cheese and everything's great. And jelly. <laughs> and jelly. Yes. jelly. Okay, yes. first off, I have so many questions. Yes. Right Number one, what what kind of jelly? Here's a secret. <laughs> like, I gotta okay, know no, that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Here's the secret, right? There's a secret you to don't, this. You, yeah, you just don't eat it cold. <laughs> Dude, you don't eat is, it cold. You don't do that. I can feel put, the entire audience finally pulling my way. <laughs> like, I can feel everyone is like, we are with Charles on this one. 
I think you're probably right. <laughs> yes. But more of them lean your way than you think. Trust me on this. Um, they don't tag you on some of it. And I'm like, yeah, you guys. What they do, what you do is like you take the cheese, you put it on the bread. And then like we used to have like a toaster oven. So you toast it up so the cheese would melt on it. And then you put grape jelly on it. Not straw, <laughs> no, grape jelly. Dude, and yeah, this, no, this listen. A, this is a the, mess. The things, I know, I know. <laughs> but like the things that your taste buds can accommodate when you're like eight are like out of control, oh, man. Okay. Like yeah. they are completely out of control. I want you to tell me about this bologna loaf that you were killing. I, I do because not Because that know. sounds way more sickening than my concoction. It was just bologna with like... Again, I don't know what was in it. Like there was stuff in there. Like it was like, you know, oh. they, however you make bologna, which I assume is like a process of pouring something into a mold <laughs> and then slicing Ooh. it, they would put stuff in there. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even I haven't had it since I was a kid. I remember it existing and I'm sure I've passed it in the supermarket and been like, what the hell? Like, what was I? What was I? I did. I will tell you this. I don't remember how long ago. It was within the last couple of years. I did try a cold hot dog, which clearly I hadn't tried in a really long time. And it was like, you could taste the nitrates like instantaneously. Like, I'm like, oh my oh, God, this is terrible. That's so sick. Like the bologna loaf has like the cheese in it. Like the the macaroni. Like I'm, I literally pulled up a picture of bologna yeah, loaf. Yeah. And it's like bologna loaf with macaroni and cheese. Okay, but it's not in- always like macaroni. It'll be like... It's whatever is in that particular bologna loaf. Like, I don't think it's like a, I don't think there's like a, I don't think there's a wheelhouse kind of bologna loaf. I think it's sort of dealer's choice. It's like a fruitcake. Oh like fruitcakes oh. can have a lot of different things. Another thing I haven't had, by the way. Um, You've never had a bad fruitcake? I've never had fruitcake because it, it has such a like horrible reputation. I've never tried it. I had one piece and I threw it up. You, you threw, you like literally threw it up? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Wow. What? So what's in? Way, uh, what is in fruitcake? Like I don't really. Oh, see, that's the one that that's work? a dealer's choice. Like it's just a. It depends on who makes it, but it's like there's like different types of it too. I can't look at it without getting sick now. So I, you know, but okay. Real quick before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you a quick question. What's the weirdest thing as an adult that you've eaten that you did not expect? That you really like a lot that probably as a mm. kid you would have been like, oh, my God. And you can't say like sushi because everyone will say sushi. I'll give you mine. Right, I like about that. charred octopus is fantastic. Like it's if, oh, if it's charred correctly. Geez. It's yeah. Oh, it's oh, so yeah. good. And as a kid, I would have been like, you know, with the little suction cups on it and stuff as a kid, I would have been like, that is the grossest. Oh, yeah. Most that's disgusting. Really good. Thing. Oh, so yeah, good. that's really good. Yeah, octopus done well. It's really good. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I eat pretty conservatively now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I eat a lot of seafood. Sure. Um, you know what? I didn't really like seafood for most of my life, which is really funny because I eat a lot of salmon now. Easy. I eat it. Tell them about the premium set. Yes, Trust is always like, and this week, like whenever we're talking, I'm like, what are you doing this weekend, man? He's like, I'm going to have some premium salmon. <laughs> like, I'm, there's a premium fish like it's always a pre- i'm like i'm like i want to i'm always like what is this premium like when i go to the supermarket i'm like what's the premium show me the premium stuff is there the premium section <laughs> like, i don't just want that salmon i want the premium salmon is there like a is there a back room can you take me to the salmon room like the special so. premium salmon room 
People are going to let, but I'm telling you, Costco salmon is incredible. Like, hmm. it's so good. Trust wow. me. Just trust me. It is so good. Everyone I tell to get it, they're like, all right. Then they go get it, and then they do it. They pan sear it, oh, yeah. right? You pan mm-hmm. sear it a little bit. Yeah. You get it the way you want it, and they're like, yeah, Therese, that was amazing. I'm like, I know. Try smoking it next time, and it's going to be even better. Wow. Whew. Look at that. Smoke, yes, man. Smoke salmon and kale is Therese's right there. It's pretty. That's just, that's, and you know what's funny about that, too? Like, I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of copping out, but I really didn't like seafood for most of my life. So now that the fact that I basically just eat salmon is, you know, that's a yeah. pretty big jump I, for I someone kinda, who only really likes shrimp for a long time. I kind of get it. I think if there's a genre of food that most people can get a little weirded out by. And actually, even though Brett, I don't know if Brett can audio in on this, but I would like to hear Brett. We can relay his answer if he did, he cannot punch himself into the conversation. Um, I, wouldn't, I would wonder if he would agree with this. I think if there's a genre of food that all of us are kind of like, you can, you're, you're sort of hit or miss on it. I think seafood is that genre of food because it's yeah. about whether it's fishy. If something's yeah. fishy, I think a lot of people aren't really big into like really fishy food. And that's that's the dividing line with it with seafood. Like it can be really mm-hmm. awesome. I've had shrimp that's amazing, but then I also live in Texas. So sometimes you get these Gulf shrimp that are super fishy and you're like, ugh, no way. And I love shrimp. Yeah, I'm the same way about seafood. I don't like mm-hmm. cold seafood. I just won't eat. I've been out to have sushi with you guys and I sort of like <laughs> gutted my way through it, but I don't really like cold seafood don't really like raw seafood i have some i have a thing oh, about tentacles not gonna so happen. octopus your octopus <laughs> take hard no for me you know uh some squid okay. yeah, not not for me really charles what's the worst like food decision you made like at a restaurant have you ever eaten like made a questionable food decision at a restaurant and gotten sick because of it <sighs> questionable uh I'm sure there has been that I can't think of right now, but I can tell you right now, like oysters, raw oysters. Ooh, freak the wrong place. me out. Oh, it's just, it's a texture. Yeah, it's the whole I won't texture. even go near, I no won't way. even go near a raw oyster. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Snot. <laughs> it's awful. Even, here's the thing, even like good oysters, like even like it's a little, extremely premium oysters yeah. are a little, where were we at? Um baked like you know if they're baked no and there's hot sauce on them then maybe i can you know i'm like all right i remember when i was in new orleans for that saints 49ers game mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of the restaurant but like right where we, and it's a really popular one people from from new orleans are gonna be okay really well upset. If, you, if you're gonna say something bad then you shouldn't say the no name i'm not no i'm not no no i'm not i'm, I'm gonna say like <laughs> i had a really really good like fried oysters from this place. And I got, I, I wish I could remember the name of it. it. But even then, there's kind of a limit as to how good that can be to me because it's still a nasty looking thing. You know what it, I mean? Yeah, that is too. Some of the mental sort of just looking at it is, is kind of gross. So, well, look, I, I'm, I'm glad we've been able to talk about this. This is a lot of fun. I, I want the listeners, by the way, I swear to God, if you can send us proof of you eating a bread cheese jelly sandwich <laughs> i swear to god i will retweet I, it i promise you send me proof of you having eaten some of a bread cheese jelly sandwich and your review and i promise you i will chime in i'll tell sure. you what i will match it i will match that pledge if well 
how about we expand it? So you can either send that or you pick proof of you eating bologna loaf. I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> how about that? How about we expand it? Right? It's not a competing deal. We're expanding it. Like if you are willing to take the Yahoo NFL podcast food challenge and try either, send a picture of us. Let's just say there's a reasonable chance that one of the people who do that, we're going to pick one to be on the all juice listener team, which is going to come with some really cool, which is going to come with some really cool prizes at some point. So that's, I will say it's not a guarantee. We'll pick one and we'll see what happens. All right. How's that sound, Charles? Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right. And and listen, may anything that could be in your favor be in your favor when you go through I know. This, okay? Like I'm I, sorry. Here's a little hint. You ain't gotta do both. Don't do both. <laughs> I, I, See, think, just, I think some stomachs uh, are gonna have a hard okay, time. I mean, here. you just they're high achievers that right now are like, oh, oh, that's a challenge. <laughs> that's a challenge. I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put the bologna loaf on the cheese spread. Well, jelly well hold on, wait a minute. Well, let me just Make this statement for our well-being. The <laughs> Yahoo NFL podcast is not liable for any results. <laughs> Disclaimer. Of, of your concoctions at home. Yes. Whatever you choose to consume, you choose by your own volition. Thank you. Do not send videos to our office. We will not view them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> All right. This is fun, man. I enjoy our variety hour segments, man. This um, was a light show. I think we pulled off positive positive a, a different kind of positive in the covid era we uh we pulled off a good one hey we love it man all right on that note we're headed toward the weekend should be a good one make sure you follow the yahoo fantasy football podcast as well as the yahoo sports college podcast if you need a little bit more on the podcast front that's where you should go ahead and 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 kind of check in there so check them out i think you will enjoy them follow me on twitter at therese paler Follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Robinson. Give the Yahoo Sports NFL Twitter handle a follow as well. And Charles, tell them what else you need to know. If there is such a thing as a premium section for podcasts, you are in it. <laughs> yeah, it's called a 5.0 rating. <laughs> yes, which exactly. Which we make all of you give us. Yes, please give us a premium rating. We would appreciate it. Really enjoyed this one. Thank you for all the questions. Uh, we will keep, we're going to keep hitting those. I mean, there's yeah. no shortage of questions. If we didn't get to you, a promise, we're going to, Continue to do our best to get to you. We'll, we'll you know, interact with you on Twitter. Um, hopefully everyone's really excited about, about the season and uh, everyone's safe and healthy. But if you could, yeah. give us that five-star. We appreciate it. Pressing toward 1,000. We're getting there. We're in the 920s now. It's pretty awesome. And, yeah, as Therese said, had a great weekend. Uh, be safe. And, like, tune in next week because I, I think the excitement, we're, we're getting there. People, look, yeah, next we're week. we're getting there. They're going to be in the facilities, not just taking tests in the parking lot. Right. The closer we get, the better off we are. I also did not mean to toss off the tofu roadkill spam burger question. I would clearly pick tofu as the lesser of all those oh, evils. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you didn't answer. Uh, yeah, I did. I would clearly take that. Spam, I can't okay. do. Roadkill, I'm not into gambling like that. Tofu, <laughs> I can at least get it down. So. <laughs> All right. He's Charles. I'm Therese. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later.
I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at Skullduggery Pod.